Hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Lower Education. I'm joined once again with my uh, absolutely stunning, just beautiful partner, Rob Thompson. And star pupil. And star pupil. Um, today we are entering the sixth grade. Sixth grade, yes, middle school. It's the, the formidable years for, for an adolescent male. Uh, some of the worst. True, true. I had my first kiss in sixth grade. That's pretty so good. That, yeah, not to brag. Oh, yeah, you're kind of a big deal. <laughs> I mean, it's a, that's what they were saying in sixth grade. So I hope to, uh, you know, hope to carry that same uh, status and, uh, you know, just just be as cool as I was then. Um, so as we move into sixth grade, we get a, we get a little bit of a more global view of the world. So we're going to be discussing a uh, international figure today. Wait, wait, but for are you saying that Columbus, Georgia wasn't a global view? <laughs> well, to be to be Cicada 3301 was a global view, but it was. Uh, but more importantly, Columbus, Georgia. Uh, it's a global view in the sense that it is a world of its own. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. Um, that's why you are the teacher. So, we're going to kind of try something a little different today. So usually I have a more like, um, I guess I'll say like strict narrative in the sense that I try and like kind of follow a, a storyline. So um, today we're kind of going to go general and then have like a, a small story at the end. Okay. Um, so, and I also, I can comfortably say this is going to be the first um, first figure you know very well. Okay. All right. That's exciting. So Maybe I can pull on my own knowledge. With with that being said, I'm gonna give you a, a category and see if you can guess it. The category is dead dictators. All right. So I'm gonna go ahead and uh, cross off. Like, I, I I think it's uh is it too low hanging fruit to guess Hitler? Yeah, that's too low hanging. Okay. I'm gonna go. I have two guesses. I'm gonna go Castro. Or Mao Zedong. Sadly, you did not get it. I, I will say, uh, I want to see if I can give you... It, it's probably the most recent notable dictator to, to pass. I'm... Dude, <laughs> that's what worries me. Every time we, we, we record, I, I'm afraid you're going to ask me things that I should know. That is pretty common knowledge for people who just, I don't know, check the news every now and then. No, but, th- th- it, this one's understandable, I feel like. It's, uh, uh, so I'll give you one more guess. All right, it's Kim Jong-il. Nice. Honestly, I didn't answer because you cut out there for a second. <laughs> oh, okay, that's good, that's good. <laughs> Because I right, cut dude. out. Oh, dude, that was oh, okay. Yeah, then I'm. Yeah, I should I should have guessed that. That's. I, I don't I, think I that's. Did, like, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's just easy to forget because the the un is right there, and so it, they kind of blend together. Yeah, exactly. And un like, I mean, he just picked up right where Il left off. So exactly. You know, you really didn't notice that there was a difference. Or there was a changing of the guard. Probably shouldn't use that reference. It's kind of disrespectful. Um, but. Nevertheless, all right, talk to me about Kim Jong-il. Uh, yeah, so before we say anything, I want to say we're going to make him sound uh, kind of fun and talk about just his craziest <laughs> ideas. 
<laughs> he was a horrible person responsible for the death and enslavement of millions of people and countless war crimes. But, but I guess you're going to make him sound fun. That's I'm a little <laughs> I'm a little I'm a little nervous, but uh, I'm here for it. So, <laughs> yeah, give me what you got. So I just want to talk to you about some of the, the most interesting facts about him. So, um, he was known for his love of cognac. Um, big boozer. Always big boozer, drinking. Okay. I'm sure those didn't influence his decisions in any way. No, not at all. I never drank on the job. Um, so he, he is, if you had to guess how much cognac or Hennessy he bought a year, how much would you guess? Ooh. Just him personally. Like, a, under his name. Under his name. Hmm. Let's go like forty thousand. He bought seven hundred fifty to eight hundred thousand dollars of Hennessy a year. Now is that is that taxpayer dollars? I don't really understand how the communist system works, but I think it is taxpayer. It, I, I'm pretty yeah, sure. I was about to say is that is that written off to the government? Yes, and he okay. he was also Hennessy's. Uh, largest like single customer like largest non like commercial enterprise are you serious which is crazy because you think J.R. smith would be in the running <laughs> fair fair so dang so it was like the uh the ceo or the the founder of hennessy like you know i mean he he kind of liked kim jong-il then like you know he wasn't mad at him yeah i think that's one of those things where you're like uh we just don't talk about that. Yeah. You okay. know, it's like, yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's like, um, like when, uh, I'm trying to think of, of a good example. It's like, uh, when someone you like personally know and like maybe a good person or something, but you know, they're from like a, a family that's very well off, but it's because of like very questionable business practices or, yep. or something like that. And you're like, he's a, we, we just, we don't bring that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't bring it up at Thanksgiving. So how's, uh, how's your biggest customer doing? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's a hush, hush thing. Keep it on the table. Um, so that's just like, I like to start off with that. So, um, now we're going to get into some of his crazier ideas. Um, so he was five foot three, and he resented the fact that he was five foot three. And I'll be first to say, uh, you know, love all my my short kings out there. Um, and you know, I'm I'm not trying to disrespect them, but he um, absolutely like despised his height, and so he wanted to rid Pyongyang, the like the the capital of um, short people. What? So, yeah. You, you he, think it'd be the opposite. You'd think he'd want to rid it of all the tall people so he was then the tallest. Yes, exactly. I think at that like point... You wouldn't, you, yeah, like, by that measure, I mean, you'd be the first to go. I mean, uh, you're, you're an entire foot taller than this man, correct? Yes, uh, a foot and one inch. What a way to brag. Exactly. <laughs> um. So anyways, so essentially what he does is... This is 1989. He he distributes pamphlets. Uh, like, they essentially tried to hold their own version of the, like, 
Olympics, uh, and it just ends up sucking. So he distributes pamphlets saying that they're giving out like a wonder drug that'll make you taller if you go, um, like to this event. So naturally, who do you think goes to the event? The short Kings. Exactly. And you know what he does with them once they get there? Oh no. He just rounds them all up and sends them to different corners of the country. Okay, that's actually, that's not as bad as I thought you were about to say. I well, thought it was going to be a, the war on emus deal. Uh, I, I did kind of sugarcoat it. And when I say ends oh, of the country. Oh, like, it's kind of like when your parents tell you like your dog went to a farm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. That's, oh God. Okay. Yeah. And uh, people think they mostly got sent to uninhabited islands. Jeez. That's, I mean, that's aggressive. Have we checked on these islands, though? That's the real question. Yeah, what these, people could have created, these people could have created their own civilizations on these islands. Um, I mean, I'd like to think so. Hmm. All right, note to self. Check on islands along the North Korean coast. Um, the one thing I would like to know is, like, I don't think I'd get suckered in because I'd be like, he definitely is taking the drug. Like, that's he'd be tall otherwise. Right? Uh, <laughs> We're not going to take this until we see you take this, sir. Exactly. And, like, I wonder, like, what the advantage of him doing that was because he has enough power where he could have just done that without creating a fake festival. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. He could have just given them a, a letter that says, you need to be in this area at this time on this day. Like, like yeah, that that's, even, that's, that's an even more twisted thing is to create hope and a new life the idea of a new life for these people and then just just take that not only take that hope away but then obviously just probably kill them off that's uh yeah that's that's a new level that's a new level um and additionally there's a lot of photographs of him wearing like uh like platform shoes oh yes i am aware of the platform shoes when meeting with world leaders (laughs) do you do you think that like um do you think like his press team his PR team whatever you want to call them like they were strictly told like don't you dare take a photo below this man's waist yeah I, I, I think so but I think the funny thing is like he tried to do that to seem like taller and like more threatening but if I was another world leader and I saw this dude wearing platform shoes dude come on like <laughs> everything's like, out the window yeah 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 like, like what can I convince this guy to do Probably throw him a couple compliments about how tall he is, and then he'll just, you know, they'll just melt in your hands. Yeah, you can do whatever you want at that point. (laughs) The the nation of North Korea is yours. Kim. Um, You're looking a little up there today, man. What's what's different about you? Yeah, can you dunk? (laughs) Can you (laughs) You know he has. He had probably had a couple basketball goals in wherever he lived, and he definitely lowered the goal, but still called it 10 feet. Oh yeah. Um. So, uh, do you do you golf at all? I have played five rounds of golf in my entire life. Do you consider yourself like a decent golfer at all, or not? Not at all. And like, and then that's not even like the the guy who plays a lot, but just for conversation says, "Oh no, I'm not a good golfer." Like, no. The five times I've played, I have not even taken score. I've probably had a mulligan every other swing. So, no, I am a 
god awful golfer. Why do you well, with, with that being said, do you think you could take Kim Jong il on a round of golf? Five three, old alcoholic Kim Jong il. How often did he play? Um, it's not entirely known. I mean, so honestly, honestly, no. Oh, actually, actually, until 1994, he had never touched a golf club. So, like, yeah, until he was, like, in his 60s, at least. Ooh, see, that's tough. Um, that, honestly, honestly, dude, the the Vegas odds would probably, would probably be pretty even on that one. Um, because I'm a humble man. I will say Kim Jong-il could still beat me in golf because he probably played more than five times. Yeah, well, uh, you made the right call because the first time he picked up a golf club in 1994, according to uh, the North Korean media outlets, shot 38 under par. (laughs) 11 hole-in-ones. Really? And people thought Tiger was a natural. Yeah, I mean, come on, dude. Like... (laughs) This dude's got to be a member at Augusta after that. Oh, yeah, for sure. And especially, like, I'm not sure why he wasn't a media darling like Tiger Woods. So, so do you think, like, he had, like, a team? They're like, they already knew he was going to inflate his stats. But he's like, all right, all right, Mr. Kim, like, should we, we you want to put it at 15? He's like, no, more. <laughs> all right, okay, that's a, that's a little... Maybe, Maybe you know, we can we tell him that was a pretty easy course. We'll go 22. He's like, yeah. uh-uh. <laughs> Give me 38. Like, 40, that's way too unrealistic. But 38, that's believable. And uh, the fu- the funny thing is, so, like, he had all 17 of his bodyguards were, like, quote-unquote eyewitnesses for the Guinness World Record Book, and the World Record Book would not accept it. <laughs> Do Imagine being the world record, the the Guinness guy, the world record guy who has to like be in communication with them. Like I'm pretty scared. Like oh yeah, they like, might no, put a hit out. Exactly. Like, <laughs> oh, it's like uh, no, sir. We we cannot count this. Like why not? And then all of a sudden you like in the middle of the night you have 16 North Korean bodyguards at your door. You shut the answer to them. Um, I feel like, (laughs) I don't even know what I would do. Um, but, uh, the, and do you want to hear the icing on the cake? Please. After that round, retired. Ooh, okay. Ride ride off into the sunset, baby. So, while I definitely don't shoot under 38. If he only played once, mono e mono on a neutral site. That could have been I like a fluke. my chances. I like my chances. Yeah, that could have just been a fluke. Yeah. Maybe he maybe he actually did shoot thirty eight under par, and he's like, you know what? I should I should go out right now. <laughs> <laughs> Every single time he actually has a hole in one, he just looks to his bodyguards and just shrugs like. I have no idea what's happening. Yeah, the bodyguards who call Guinness are like, no, like, seriously. Like, trust me, we usually, like... I know like, well, you think I'm being threatened to tell you this, but I am not. This man <laughs> actually shot this. And, and and now I'm getting threatened that if I don't actually convince you, I will die. 
I'd like to think that's actually no. You know, screw him. I don't want to think that's actually what happened. <laughs> um. So, um, this is a move that I just I respect the hell out of. So, uh, he wanted his doctors told him in 2004 he had to um, quit smoking. Um. Mm. <laughs> so he just made smoking illegal across the entire nation so no one else could do it it's just oh my just... god can you can you imagine like, like you're just some local just smoking a cig and the police just out of nowhere just rip it out of your mouth like no more no more honestly like i respect the moxie of the move but as a as a drunk cigs guy uh, and an on the record drunk cigs guy that'd be tough It'd be very hard. It'd be very hard. But honestly, I mean, good Lord, in no way, shape, or form am I trying to make this dude out to be a good guy, but his own, like, insecurity and jealousy of other people smoking, that's, I'd say that that nationwide ban was for the better of all of his citizens. We know what smoking does. And he actually stepped in and probably, like, I'd like to see the numbers of lung cancer, like, 10 years later. I'd like to see those people. I'd like to know. uh, So, I mean, is he? Yeah, never mind. Oh, my God. (laughs) He's not. He's not. (laughs) That joke's just not going to fly. All right. (laughs) So, I'm, I'm, the thing is, like, I think the thing is he just got influenced by, like, macho man dictators like Putin and Mao Zedong and was like, that's what's cool. If you had just, yep. like, ra- raised him on Mr. Rogers, like, he just would have been a much better person. So, like, when they convinced him, like, a bad thing was bad, he'd make it illegal for everyone. But he thought, like, bad things were good. So that's pretty yep. much what he did the most. Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> that, um, that, sto- that storyline, that logic checks out. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty much um, how it goes. Um, so according to um, state-issued textbooks, um, he doesn't defecate. Really? Yeah. Like, like, not that he doesn't defecate, but those are actually in the books? Yeah. Doesn't produce thought... urine feces. Hmm. So he's just like Ken doll down there? That's what I was wondering. I was like, does he have the parts or is it just just smooth? What is it? I mean, does he just like, is it just liquid diet? Nah, dude. He's it all out? Nah, it's just actually, yeah, it's just the Hennessy. No, he doesn't pee either. So defecate is poop and pee? I was under the impression that was the case. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm only in sixth grade right now, so. Yeah, we haven't gone to health class yet. Yeah, so doesn't defecate. I believe it. I believe it. Um, Can you imagine, like, can you imagine being a kid and, like, from the start, and this is probably the purpose of being in the textbooks, this among other things that he probably put in these textbooks, is that you see, like, your leader doesn't shit, and you're just like, well, damn it, like, I do, like, I'll never be as good as him. Like, just on the sole premise that you use the bathroom and he doesn't. 
Yeah, he's playing chess. <laughs> Everyone else is playing checkers. Um, I would like, or imagine being like, say you're like a gardener at the royal palace, and you see him like take a piss outside, and you make eye contact with him, and immediately like a guard. St- yeah, yeah, you're, you're done. done. <laughs> this is your last day as a gardener. <laughs> you're like, no, I didn't see anything. I swear. He was pouring out a bottle of water. Yeah, you're putting a dark room under the light, like strapped to the chair. Did you see him piss? Did you see him piss? No. I swear to God, I'll, I'll shut up. Oh, God. I I think it's like, also like, so you know how we were talking about how it's like something like, like someone told him to stop smoking cigs, so he stopped smoking cigs. Yep. Like, what did people have to tell him for him to think that, like, it was cool to not defecate? That, like, that was, like, something he, that was propaganda he needed put out. Oh, God, that's a good question. I mean, maybe he just, like, maybe he legitimately couldn't. Like, maybe he was a constipated dude, and he's like, you know what? I can either, I can either cower from this, or I can, I can wear it as a badge of honor. Like, I'm going to keep my shitty diet. I'm going to continue not taking shits. And then I want people to praise me for it. You know what I think? I think he was that kid in elementary school that, like, until, like, the fourth grade pulled their pants all the way down at the urinal. No, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. Because he, would, he just pulled his pants down and nothing happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he... And he got made fun of it at some point, and he's like, all right, I just, from from that point on, he's like, my goal in life is to never have to go. And then scientists were like, we can't, <laughs> we can't make this happen. And he was like, well, first off, executed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Second. <laughs> and he, got a, he got a second opinion. Bye. And, bye. And then he's like, give me the minister of education. <laughs> um. All right, what else? You, what other dirt you got on this guy? Um, so, um, I'm sure. What would you say the most integral part of like the most common Asian food is? Not like specific dish, just like singular thing. Like it's the side with like anything you eat, like any oh, Chinese rice? food. Come, yes. Okay, cool. So you can imagine, you know, being the Korean. I think he was technically prime minister. Um, he ate a lot of rice. Okay. This man literally had a team of grain inspectors that <laughs> inspected every single grain of rice that he ate. No. And I mean, like, it makes sense. <laughs> does it? Well, I mean, I mean, okay. Okay, Honestly, like, of it, all the crazy stuff he does, like this, this might be the craziest. Yeah, I to mean, me. it makes sense in terms of, well, one, it's believable that he would be the person to do that, but more so, yes. his his decision to do so. I mean, since the beginning of time, people have tried to poison rulers. This is fair, but my thing is like. Uh, if you're like one of these rice inspectors, so realistically, I I'm sure there are like better ways to get to him than like trying to poison rice. And also like, I'm sure like the U.S. government has like ways to test that like Donald Trump doesn't get poisoned. So like there are also like 
other measures than inspecting every single grain. You know what I mean? True. Oh yeah, yeah. There's definitely probably a more efficient way to do this. Um, but he's just insane. He's like, you know what? He he probably thought it'd be kind of funny. Like he was probably never really afraid of the rice. He's just like, you know what? I've, he's committed I to the bit. Yeah, people don't think I shit. I've already golfed under thirty eight today. Eh, count my rice. <laughs> my thing is, it's like. If you get put on the, like, rice inspection team, that's the worst job, for sure. Okay. But, you may have the most job security. That's true. the job's never done. No, you know? it really isn't. You're working around the clock. You're putting in a around lot of fatigue. Around the clock. And, you know, it's... Think about the uh, the ramp up time, the the training new employees to check rice. Um, you know that's probably a pretty lengthy process, so it's probably not worth killing off anybody. Um, I mean, you got to get at least a master's. So my question is, what do you think it? What do you think that process entails? Just kind of like giving a little taste. Like, do they just consume the rice? So or? I think I think they inspect the grains before they're boiled. Okay. Yeah. But so I, how, do you, I think, how does one do that? I think realistically what it probably was is like you look at five and put them in and then you just throw one away. And like that's the process. Nice. Or you just set a few on your tongue and just wait to see if it starts tingling. And if it doesn't, you're good. The whole batch is good. Yes, pr- pretty much. Um, so my last story um this is this is going to be one of the longer ones and something i actually learned about in high school that i think is fascinating um so um if you know anything about north korea you know that they are an incredibly impoverished country uh that is incredibly corrupt and many people there like actually like die of hunger and it's a big problem Uh, would you say this is well known rob Going back to what I said earlier, I I get embarrassed when you ask me questions like this because this is not common knowledge. I know I, I knew life wasn't great over there, but but you're making me feel kind of stupid. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's I didn't okay. Mean to do that. We'll work through it. Um. So um, enter Carl Schmolinski. Schmolinski. Uh, Carl Schmolinski. He's a He's a nice, um, he's just an old German man who has a hobby. I'd say an unusual hobby. Um, he breeds giant rabbits. Um, and um, he essentially is just a normal dude. I will say he's pretty good at breeding giant rabbits because he has bred the uh, Germany's largest rabbit. Um, hey, congrats. Which is something that's, like, weird to me. Like, something that's always been weird to me. It's, like, you know how people, like... It, uh, like, it's a legitimate, legitimate thing that people have, like, competitions for, like, the largest vegetable or, like, the largest... I was just about to make that comparison. Continue. It's, like, it doesn't make any sense to me how you, like, grow a larger vegetable. You know what I mean? Right. And, like, the same thing with these rabbits. I mean, I th- you have more control in terms of, like, diet and stuff. But the, at the end of the day, like, how much of it is really in your hands? 
I mean, I can I can at least wrap my head around the animals aspect because that's a lot of breeding. Like, yeah, so I like the breeding, feeding. Part. Yeah, it's it's definitely more like, um, like the, the you can see it better for sure. But it's uh, to be honest, the the real reason is probably because the giant rabbit breeding community in Germany is not all that large, True. and so like you, you just got to be like the three other people. Yeah, you just got to be like, out of like eight dudes, you're the best. So that's probably how. They probably all generally kind of do the same thing. Yep. Um. So he had this uh, rabbit, Robert II. He was two feet long and weighed around 17 pounds, and he wasn't fully grown. So the first, the first uh, Robert, who was the Germany's biggest rabbit, uh, came in around 22 pounds. Um, so all of a sudden one day, um, like, uh, I, I'm trying to, uh, South Korea, I completely forgot the name of the other Korea, even though one of them is named North Korea. Um, they had a chil- children's television show where they showed, uh, Peter off or Robert. Um, I mean, uh, did you just call seems- the rabbit Peter? Yes. Okay. Um, but I think, like, you know, that's very appropriate children's show material, just a, a large bunny. Yep. Um, so somehow North Korean officials are watching this um, for some reason. And literally the next day, or I should say within a few days... A bunch of Mercedes S-Class limousines screeched to a halt at the front of Schmolensky's door. And uh, North Korean diplomats are at his doorstep. So this begs the question we talked about earlier. If, like, at any point in your life, North Korean diplomats show up at your door, like, what are you doing? Okay, you know what? When I said that earlier, I'm like, that's probably a little bit of an over-exaggeration to assume that... They would send these guys to the Guinness World Record Books house, but you're saying they did this over a, a rabbit? Yes. All right. I, okay. I'm kind of actually kind of I'm patting myself on the back for making that uh, assumption earlier. <laughs> um. So, um, the diplomats immediately are like, "We need like as many rabbits as you can give us," and like he, this guy, uh. Schmolensky, he just like Frank is his name. He just has like a couple rabbits, and he's like, uh, "Well, I don't really have enough to like give you a bunch, but I can like sell you 12. And so he makes a deal to um, sell the North Koreans twelve rabbits. One of them being Robert the Second, the son no. of the, yes, one of them being Robert the Second. What a sellout! I know, right? It's like Dude, that's, they're coming on. They're coming on your turf. Like, yeah. you have all the power here. Also, you're trying to build a dynasty. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> you you didn't just name that rabbit like the first one, Robert, and the next one, Robert the second, to not have a just lineage going to at least ten Roberts. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like what LeBron James did. Exactly. Name, yeah, naming his son LeBron James. <laughs> So, no, no, it's like a uh, Stetson Bennett. Yes, the Stetson Bennett the fourth Stet. Stet. Uh, um, so essentially, the 
um, the mentality behind it is. So like it to like it takes a while for things like cows to to reproduce. But obviously you you've heard the term uh, oh, yeah. screw, screwing like rabbits, you know. Oh yes. So. Um, one female rabbit can give birth to 16 bunnies in a year and one male rabbit can impregnate two female rabbits every day. So in theory, um, you could have over 1 million rabbits in more than eight years if you did this right and you could, you know, feed a lot of your people in your country. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's what this was for. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So why did we why did we need the world's largest rabbits to do this? I think just just more meat. I mean, you can buy rabbit. Like it's, I'm I'm not saying it's like easily accessible, but like you can eat rabbit. Like uh, so, that's a good point. I think it's just I think he was attached to the idea of being like we'll get the biggest like almost like just the the way that Donald Trump's like we had the biggest the best like yep. just using all those buzzwords. These are quite literally the biggest rabbits we could find. Yeah. Um, and so, um, essentially, they tell um, Schmelinski, they say, you know, okay, like, uh, like we're going to go back to North Korea. We're going to fly you over in about two months and, like, uh, kind of see how we're doing, give us some pointers, and, like, help us figure out the breeding process. And Schmelinski's like, all right, cool. Like, I've never even left what? Germany. Like, I'm down to go to Pyongyang and, you know, let's see what kind of authoritarian dictatorship y'all got going on. Um, and so, um, essentially, uh, something that I think is very funny uh, is that the way I, like, discovered this story, I, I uncovered it in two separate articles. One article was after he had made the sale of the rabbits to Pyong to the North Koreans, but he had not gone uh, to Pyongyang yet. Like it was not like yep. the two month period. The other article that I found about the rabbits says that essentially the day before Schmolensky was supposed to go to North Korea. Um, the uh, the North Koreans call him and they're like, "We're good. We're like, we got it figured out. Don't need you." And he's like, "Well, I kind of want to. I kind of want to check on Peter or Robert. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to check on Robert. You know, that's my guy. I got to see how he's doing." And so, like, they can't get a hold of him, the North Koreans. But essentially, it comes out to like uh, the North Koreans are like, "You listen, dude. You're you're not coming over. It's not gonna happen." And so, what eventually happens is a British journalist is in Pyongyang for... I mean, North Korea does occasionally allow journalists in um, for, like, certain events. It's usually, like, only to report on, like, good things happening or, like, when they're trying to put on a show. Um, And I think it's, like... a. So Kim Il Sung is the father of Kim Jong Il, and he was the one who started like the whole, um, like he was the first dictator. Yeah. Um, I think it was his birthday, or it was like Kim Jong Il's birthday, and like it's like their Independence Independence Day equivalent. And so um, 
this British journalist is reporting on this. And uh, what do you think they were serving the top dignitaries to eat at no. this wonderful event? God, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it was a rabbit. But I, I, how was it like, was it just like on the menu, just like as big as possible, just like world's largest rabbit, I wonder? So I couldn't figure out anything about like the exact display or anything. But there was one rumor I read online where, like, some people think it was just a lie from the beginning and they just wanted to eat these large rabbits to, for Lord knows what reason. But uh, one, one theory opposed on the internet is that they actually did plan to essentially, like, build out the country's livestock system with rabbits and, like, try and feed their population that way. And then Kim Jong-il just got drunk and was like, all right, let's have it for dinner <laughs> during this day. <laughs> ah, we'll go buy more if we need to. Yeah, and, and uh, what's his name? Shlomansky or whatever his name is. It was essentially like, no, I'm not selling you anymore. You killed Carl Robert. Schmolensky. Yeah, you, you killed Robert II. He was going to have a dynasty. Dude, I mean, but that's on him, man. Like, what did you expect when you sold your world-class rabbits to North Korea? There's no way you thought you would ever actually see them again. Yeah, and I think, like, I think the thing that's funny is he just seems like such a nice guy, too. He was just like, oh, yeah, like, uh, I'd love for my rabbits to help you guys. Yeah, was the yeah. expectation, so, like, they, they paid him for him. Was the expectation, like, that he would get them back at some point? Like, hey, we need Robert, but you'll you'll get him? Like, I, I'm just, because it seems like by giving away Robert II, he was also kind of forfeiting his world's largest rabbit title. His throne. Um, his throne, yeah, yeah. Was 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 that his retirement? Because um, now it seems like you've wiped out your destiny or your dynasty. So I'm just I'm, I'm just confused at where that leaves him. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, I I think Robert the first may still have been alive. I'm not really sure how long rabbits live. Do you think if Robert the first was still alive, that he kind of made sure Robert made another Robert, and he just just called him Robert the second as well. Ooh, I think you just got changed names at that point. That's sour grapes. I don't know though. Maybe like he's he's trying to forget the mistake he made and convince himself that this Robert the second was always Robert the second. You know what? For a guy who uh, breeds giant rabbits as his hobby. Definitely possible. <laughs> True. True. Imagine, imagine leading with that one at the bar. What do you do? Oh, yeah. uh, I don't want to brag, but I uh, I breed the, the world's largest rabbits. <laughs> that that sounds like something an insane man makes up. Like, uh, you want to hear a story? You know Kim Jong Il? Yeah. I mean, the sold him a rabbit. Dictator sold him a rabbit. <laughs> Robert. <laughs> <laughs> His name, yeah, and, and when you throw in the name, like that's just even more unbelievable. Who was Robert? Okay, okay the like, Robert I sat was through this the whole rabbit. story, and you're telling me you named a rabbit Robert? <laughs> Bye. 
yeah, uh, good old Carl Schmolensky. I said his name was Frank, but Carl Schmolensky. I'm just butchering his name <laughs> every time I say it. Well, you know what? He sold 12 rabbits to their death. So he sold out his boys. Right. He sold out his <laughs> boys. Oh, man, Robert, too, was the homie. He was that I dude. Mean, I have to stick up for my fellow Robert because I feel like he has been done dirty. He clearly was. He died. He was eaten, <laughs> So I, I take that personally. I didn't even think about that. I, I should have put those together. I mean, you should be pissed about this for sure. I mean, I, I mean, I'm hating everyone on on both sides at this point. I'm furious. Yeah, Carl for selling them out, and then Kim for doing them dirty. Yeah, I mean, it's just, and and here was, here here was Robert too. You know, on his way to being the next big thing in Germany. And you know, what, what, for for what? You know, we just sold him away for for some quick change. No, that's not okay. We should have invested in Robert too. Made made him realize the future of the franchise. Exactly. Yeah. You know, one day he will step out of the shadow of his father and become the Robert. But and give birth to Robert three. But now that lineage is done, the dynasty is over, and I'm glad Carl got screwed. Fair enough. Fair enough. So so with that being said, out of all the things I've I've told you about this evening, what do you think is like the wildest? Ooh, okay. The wildest. Mm, I gotta go with one of the two things that he tried to convince people that was just so aggressively false. So that's the golf score, and the fact that he doesn't uh, release waste. <laughs> I, and, I, I think the waste uh, one is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I gotta go waste because the golf thing was a one-time instance. That's probably like, oh god, here he is again. You know? He was just on a drunk tirade one afternoon. Yeah, yeah, telling some white lies. He was like, "What's the golf?" Fact, and then, but the fact him. you published it, you made sure it was published in literature that you don't shit. That's <laughs> I mean, that's that's it for me. That's um, that's the biggest one. And like I said, I think the biggest thing is like, what is there to gain? Yeah, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Unless, like, well, I guess maybe you just seem cleaner than everybody else. Like, I'm just pure. Uh, the food I eat just kind of evaporates inside of me. Um, but other than that, yeah, I don't. Because, the, yeah, because then you just gotta, you, you have to keep up that front. Like, anytime your stomach hurts, you gotta yeah. send everyone out of the room, you gotta pee. out of the building. Like, I need some time to think to myself, but really, you just need 20 minutes on the toilet. Honestly, kind of a flub on his part. Yeah. Um, well, I guess uh, that kind of wraps up what we have for the day. Like I said, it was a little bit of a different format, so uh, I, I appreciated hope... this format. Yeah, it was just some, some interesting facts about... And like I said, remember, we, we might have made him sound like kind of exotic and like fun bad person <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't even say fun i i would say it was ref- refreshing to hear like the things that you assume a dictator would do but even like taking it a step further like it's 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 ref- well it's at least assuring or reassures me to know that this dude was legitimately crazy and that he was also just willing to go out to unnecessary levels for no re- for no reason like, yes. he was just that batshit insane. And to the point where he was scared that, you know, you know, people, yeah, people kind of feel insecure about their heights. But the fact that you feel insecure about the fact that you sit down on a toilet 
just a whole nother level. And I'm glad that that, that that was an insecurity that he carried is the fact that he had to poop. I'm here yeah. for it. I like I I will do I will dedicate my career to finding out what what trauma like brought that about you know like <laughs> that's that's the thing I'm the most curious about after all of this he just slit the bathroom up one too many times he's like you know what no I don't do this I didn't do it and I've never done it and I will never do it <laughs> yeah well um, so I guess kind of to to round it out what's your biggest takeaway from this. We, we kind of hit biggest, on it a little bit, but let's, yeah, let's bring it to a concise point. My biggest takeaway is this has me interested to hear about the 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 off the wall demands and fallacies created by other world leaders. I would like to hear. I, w- I would like to hear. Yeah, w- w- what they've done or implemented, or maybe what they put in literature, because. Um, all we hear about is what they do like on a national level. I want I want to dig deep into every single one of these guys and figure out what makes them tick and then or what shouldn't make them tick but does. Just like the poop. That's that's a good point. I think my biggest takeaway is if the North Korean government shows up at your door, just try and interact with them as little as possible. Yeah, because then yeah, then you just end up getting swindled out of twelve rabbits, and I'm not I'm not doing that again. <laughs> not again. Not again. We know what happened last time. I know what happened to Robert. I know what you did. Yeah, just start telling that to the the North Korean dignitaries that that show up at your door. Not after Robert. <laughs> oh, R.I.P. Robert, man. Gotcha. All right. Well, in that case, thanks again, everyone, for joining. Like, share, subscribe. Let us know if you want to hear a, a certain topic or uh, anything in general, and we'll try and get around to it. So thanks for listening. Peace.